Hello, ladies and gents. It's the Baggies Broadcast Season 4, Episode 11. As always, my name is Luke Hatfield, and I'm joined by the one, the only, the man who's decided he still wants to do a podcast despite it being a week of annual leave, Joe Massey. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. And unbelievably, I'm not the only person off today because yet again, Luke Hatfield, yet again, today is one of your days off. Isn't I'm, it? I'm st- I'm st- it is, but I'm still doing it. Well, it's, it's so funny you should say that because literally one minute ago, one minute ago, we have received the tweet from the named FGVWBA1878, who's put, surprise this not, at Luke Hatfield star of him more annual leave. Now, I'm in a tough position here because I want to praise you for doing a podcast on your day off because really that deserves immense credit. But when you have so much time off, I suppose you've got to work on your days off, haven't you? <laughs> that is out, that is outrageous. <laughs> you are off again, Luke. And you can't even deny it, can you? You are. I'm not. This isn't banter. You are genuinely on a day off today. Yeah, today's my loo day for Saturday. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm sh- you have more loo days than work days. I, I mean, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Anyone listening to this is not going to believe you are off again. It is no, no. incredible. This is the thing, incredible. right? Incredible. This is the thing. I messaged you after after the Sheffield United game saying. I've had loads of people asking for podcasts, mate. You're going to have to do it. I was working yesterday. I was like, Monday's, Monday's a normal day we do it. And we don't always hit Monday. But n- let's say six times out of ten we do. <laughs> um, and I said, Monday, Monday will be great. Can't do Monday, says Joe Massey. I'm on annual leave that I've been told to take, by the way. I'm, I'm yeah, taking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But th- if you've never been told you, to take any annual leave, Luke. I'm sure you <laughs> looked at my calendar and just said, which day is Luke off? Because I'm working the rest of the week. Are you though? Are I you? am. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm working. I'm, I'm covering Shrewsbury Town versus Accrington Stanley. I'm half tempted to listen to like if you do a podcast later in the week, like the Walsall one or something, and, that, and find out if you're on a day off for that day as well. Because I wouldn't know you say because because I'm not in your house and because I don't listen to the other podcasts. But it would not surprise me. We need to do some digging on your time off. Forget Gouch and Lie. <laughs> I've got a new project, mate. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bin off asking questions about Gotcha and Lion yeah. and go and go to HR. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh, funny, funny. Um, but we're both taking time out of uh, out of out of our our days off um, yeah. to do this. Um, how how's uh, how's your annual leave treating you? Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Um, oh right, okay. It would be romantic if I'd uh, booked the, the week off to coincide with that, wouldn't it? But no, I was, ge- I was genuinely told to take this week off. Pure chance. <laughs> Pure, Pure chance. chance. Don't let her know that. Ah, oh, she listens every week, mate. Um, <laughs> but, At least your missus does, mine doesn't. Ah, oh, does she not? No. That's because she needs to put a ring on it. Probably. But um, yeah, so we'll do, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, we'll, I'm sort of busy with that, really. Buying last minute presents and wrapping things badly. Well, it's worked out perfectly because lockdown ends tomorrow. I know, yeah, it's good, isn't it? So I think we might go out for a meal tomorrow night if anywhere's open because we're tier two. Oh, yeah, of course you are. Um, in Telford, yeah, we're tier two. So I'm guessing that means somewhere might be open, but find out. How lucky are you? You're tier three, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tier three. Yeah. Oh, I bet most nice people fun. listening to this are tier three. It is a shame. It is yeah. a shame. Yeah, it is. Uh, shall, we, shall we get on to football? Yes, please. 
Alright, okay, how good is this? Uh, Albion 1, Sheffield United 0. It is so nice to have a win to talk about, Joe. Oh, mate, I'm buzzing. We, I, I mean, we said that we would do this podcast last week if they won. Um, and obviously they won. Uh, it's a bit, I have to admit, I'm a bit I'm a bit gutted by Fulham's result last night. Yeah, that one That one came out of nowhere, didn't it? Um, I wasn't expecting that, to them to go to Leicester and, and win. I've seen a few of the highlights and Leicester... Get the post and bar early on and stuff. So I think you get those games, don't you? But look, the truth is that basically every team down there, whether it's if, you, if we're counting Brighton down there as well, Brighton, Fulham, Sheffield United, us, they're gonna they're gonna pick up the odd surprise win, aren't they? It's at some stage mm. of the season, we're all gonna all gonna um, pick up points, perhaps um, we weren't expecting. So um, it'll even itself out over the course of the season. I think Albion have got a cracking chance of finishing of top of that pile if you like mm. um so yeah yeah really really nice Re- i mean it was immense it was, it was a lovely feeling it's been so long i think it was is it 13 games can't remember off the top of my head 13 yeah. league games um i mean I, I tweeted the goal like when the goal when gallagher scored and that that had been over a month it felt like forever mm. um as i was typing it out it really hit home how long it had been um since we'd scored a goal um but yeah, fantastic feeling, big relief. Um, I think psychologically, it's going to have a huge impact. I know Albion have done really, really well to keep morale up um, yeah. and 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 play with confidence and stay confident of everything that's happened over the last uh, couple of weeks. Obviously, Spurs, Man United, and just other games really. Even like the Brighton away, where they were the one knocking on the door late on to get that win. Chelsea, what happened there? They have kept the belief and they have kept the confidence. But I still think psychologically. Um, this will give the players a, a, just a massive confidence boost, really. Because um, it ends that... Everyone was asking the question, when are we going to win? Mm. When? Um, and at least that's gone now. Um, it's been answered. And fingers crossed it'll be back-to-back wins. Yeah, fingers crossed it will be. I mean, you could tell how much it meant to the players just by the reaction on social media, I think. And it's it's easy for for a player to just go on social media after a win and say yeah we did it and you know post a picture and that'll be that. But there were there were a couple of posts. I mean, Mateus Pereira's probably stood out most to me. You could just tell that they were really trying to trying to get get by that like get past that duck, weren't they? They were just they were just they wanted to get that first win. Yeah, definitely. And I think they did feel a sense of injustice as well after everything that's happened. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. They've done so well, but I think you can't help... Billich has talked about it a lot, about how he still feels some of them have to believe that they deserve to be here and, and, and believe that they are Premier League players. And I think for those players having those doubts, not having, not having won a game wouldn't have helped, would it? It would, mm. it? it would have played on their mind. And they're showing week after week after week they belong at this level, that they can perform at this level, that they can be a match for anyone at this level. They can give anyone at this level a game... Um, and I think, yeah, that win is just so nice to get it. Um, and and almost, it was like a double win, really, wasn't it? Because as well as it being a, like three points for Albion, it was it was nothing for Sheffield United, who, look, look they're a half-decent side, aren't they? And they were spousing that game where you could see why they finished ninth last season. Mm. They've got some really good players, dangerous players. I really like that Burge in midfield. I thought he's a good player. Yeah. Um, and there are obviously no wins in ten, and and one point from ten rooted to the bottom of the table. So it was it was it was it's huge three points for Albion. It's also massive that it also 
stop Sheffield United getting that first win and, 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 and stop them picking up points as well. Yeah, it's been a weird season um, for them, hasn't it? Although they've had a couple of injuries which haven't really helped them out. Admittedly, Albion did ride their luck at times. Um, I mean, we talked about it in the video after the match. Another day, I mean, Sheffield United had some some great chances which they somehow contrived to, to either sky over or, or somehow miss. Um, but Albion have earned that luck, haven't they? Yeah, that's my that's been my point all along, really, that as you say, look, over the course of a season, apparently good decisions, bad decisions, good luck, bad luck, refereeing decisions, whatever, they, they tend to even each other out. Well, it did feel like, I mean, I still think Albion have got some credit in the bank in that sense. I think they've been, I think they've been really unfortunate this season. I've said it a million times in this podcast. I don't think Dominic Calvert-Lewin's goal at Everton should have stood. I don't mm. think Chelsea should have had as much stoppage time as they had. Um, I mean, you can't really argue about the Tottenham one. That's just like that, 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 to be fair, is was Albion having a lapse of concentration. They've only really got themselves to blame there. But yeah. um, the Man United one was an absolute farce. Um, so look, they, they've had a lot of bad luck. They've had an awful lot of bad luck. There's cost some points. There's no doubt about it. It, is, it has cost some points um, and potentially cost them that win coming earlier in the season. So they did ride their luck. Look, I mean, we talked about on the video, George Baldock, how he's missed. Um I can't. We said on a video, you were saying the Bulldog miss was bigger than the Mooset miss. I genuinely think it was, yeah. And now, because I, I, I was, I was proper like Mooset. That is a shocker. But having watched it again a couple of times, I can't split them now. I mean, I, I still think Mooset should score from that. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's an absolute sitter. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's he's like two yards out. He should score, but I just think the ball came at him quite quickly, and it was a tough kind of height for him. That is a valid point, though. The ball does come. And you made a good point on the video that he's been out injured for a long time, hasn't he? He's, yeah. He is rusty. Uh, but Bulldog, I mean, he's literally got to pass it into the net, hasn't he? Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, it's honest. I, I genuinely, having watched it back countless times now, I still don't understand how he's missed it. I can't believe he's missed it. Um, for a player of Premier League quality to be putting that over, I mean, just. It does. It does beg a belief. So they did have. They did. They did ride their luck. Look, Sam Johnson again was fantastic, wasn't he? Made some mm. absolutely massive saves. Um, what a wonderful, wonderful season he's having um, so far. But still, I'm sticking to that line. I genuinely believe if things even themselves out over the course of a season, Alvin have still got some more good fortune to come their way um, because they've definitely, definitely been had more bad luck than good luck so far. Yeah, and you, you touched on on Johnston, someone else, like someone else who had a, another brilliant game, uh, Conor Gallagher. And week week by week, he's looking more and more like a brilliant signing. And he's, I mean, he's already shown that he's been a brilliant signing, and what a job he's done since since coming to the Hawthorns. What have you made of him? The boy's very, 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 very special, isn't he? Mm. Um, I mean, this is like this is it, it's exciting, really. It's that. He's, he's someone who, he, 10 games into the season, he's made such an impression that I think I'll follow his career now forever. Yeah. Um, I, I know it sounds really weird, but it was, you get these players every now and again. So who you just, obviously it was a, I've obviously worked a lot in the lower league. So I did cover Shrewsbury in League Two and obviously covered Walsall for years in League One. And you see these players and they just stand out and you can't not form an attachment to them. So this is just like me talking, rabbiting on. But when I covered Shrewsbury in League Two, they had Ryan Woods, mm. um, who is at Millwall now, isn't he? 
on loan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was so head and shoulders better than anyone else in that league that you couldn't not sort of fall in love with him. And I, ever, ever since, I can't... I always want to know what Ryan Woods is doing. And then when I covered Walsall, it was Rico Henry. Um, it was just so special. Um, you could just tell he was never should have been at that level. And then now I can't help but follow Rico Henry at Brentford and oh, I'd love him to be at Albion one day. I think that'd be fantastic. But he is an Albion fan, I think, Rico Henry. They need a left back. He's definitely power to remain Sawyers. Um, he's definitely good power to remain. And then we're getting to that stage now with Conor Gallagher, but with Conor Gallagher, it is obviously another level. Um, and you're starting to think, how good is this boy? I mean, he's 20 years old. Um and the quotes from Bilic, they actually came from... Steve Magley asked Bilic about Gallagher at the pre-match press conference last week um, before the Sheffield United game. And we, we, we were going to hold them for this week. And then we all ran them on Monday mm. um, because of obviously what happened and Gallagher scoring the winner. And Bilic is always very, very... Um, Sort of reluctant. He, he, he very doesn't want to build anyone up. He doesn't want to put. Any, there's a lot of pressure on footballers as it is, especially young footballers, and he doesn't want to add any extra, put any pressure on the shoulders. So he's always reluctant to sort of build players up. Um, but he said you can't not with yeah. with um, with Conor Gallagher, and he said he has got qualities that he has only ever seen um, in the very best players. Um, and that is incredible, incredible praise. When you think of who he's worked with, the likes of Declan Rice, the likes of Frank Lampard, Luka Modric. He was, Bilic was Croatia under-21 manager before he was Croatia manager. Mm. Um, and he has worked and played with some absolutely fabulous players. And while he didn't name anyone, he did say that the traits Gallagher is showing, they're the traits you see in, in the top, top players. Um, and Gallagher's a boyhood Chelsea fan. He's idolised Frank Lampard growing up. There's always been comparisons between him and Lampard um, because of that Chelsea connection. And Lamp and Billich said he can he can see it. He can he can understand why um, those comparisons are being made. And I don't know what more you can say other than that. I mean, the fact you've got Slavon Billich saying saying those things it says it all. Really, this lad really really is special. Mm. Um, and he's so well-rounded. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable, yeah. So, I mean, he is. Without, he, He's an unbelievable signing. Unbelievable. It's funny, because you, you mentioned that, the, the Frank Lampard stuff, and it's weird. His goal against Sheffield United is it's kind of one of those goals that Lampard would score. I, he, I mean, obviously, they're a completely different level at the moment, and I don't, wanna, I don't really want to do that and say, like, look, he's the next Frank Lampard, but... Lampard was obviously a fantastic goal scorer in midfielder. If he can add goals to his game, on top of what he's already brought in terms of tenacity, ability on the ball, uh, his work rate, then he could really be a top, top Premier League player. And he's already looking like he's going to be a, a great Premier League player anyway. For me, you know, when, when, when the summer rolls around, regardless of what happens this season with Albion, there's 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 always there's always been some great loanees that have come to, come to the baggies and obviously there's been talk of can they sign them permanently and they do with some and some others unfortunately they don't manage to I genuinely think that this this kid could be is, is it stretched to say he could be starting for Chelsea next season or playing for Chelsea regularly next season I mean they have got it's going to be very very interesting so we're ten games in aren't we he's he's obviously got to maintain it he's obviously got to carry on doing what what he's been doing but 
I think he was the best midfielder on the park against Tottenham. Yeah. And I think he was the best midfielder on the park against Man United. Um, so, where does he go from here? Look, Chelsea have got a, 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 a glut of wonderful players, haven't they? An absolute mm. glut of wonderful players. Could he go... If he carries on like this, and that's the big question, it's a big if to, to maintain these performances week in, week out at 20 years old. Um, then... Could he go back there and compete for a place? I'm sure he could. Would he Would he go out on loan again? Maybe a second season in the Premier League? I think probably. Um, mm. Maybe just because of everything that's at stake at Chelsea. He will only be 21 next season, but they'll expect to be competing for Premier League titles and competing for the Champions League and bits and bobs like that. So maybe another loan, and then maybe he could go back to Chelsea. It's really, really hard to know. Um, really, really hard to know. But he is he is an absolute fabulous player. Um and a, and a smashing lad by all accounts. I think Bilic has been really, really impressed with him off off the pitch as well as on it. He seems really, really grounded. Um, so he, he really, I mean, look, we're, we're waxing lyrical about him. He, he, we can't praise him any more than we have, but he, he does seem such a well-rounded and grounded lad. Um, mm. So, his, I mean, his, look, his, his future's so exciting. I'm just going to track back a bit because you were talking about players that you, you watch, like you, you see him at one point when you're covering a certain club and, and you say you know you say stuff about them there was there was one right back I remember Joe that you were you were absolutely bonkers about when uh, you were, you're going to shame me yeah there was yeah I don't get uh, them all right oh no don't. you can't get them all right you can't get them all right Jason McCarthy and I will quote um, I will quote you on this. I think oh, it was him, wasn't it? It was Jason McCarthy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will quote Joe after we, one day in the office. He came back. He walked over to my desk. Uh, he, was just, he was just talking about, you know, a Warsaw game. I can't remember who they're playing. So back when he was covering Warsaw. Jason McCarthy, Luke. He's going to play for England in a couple of seasons. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Jason McCarthy. Um, where's he playing now, Joe? I think he's back at Wickham. Oh, back at Wickham. Yeah, he can't leave Wickham. Basically, he, um, he, keeps, go- he, keep, he keeps going back back to Wickham. He's always at Wickham. He's had like about ten moves to Wickham. <laughs> Jason McCarthy. Yeah. Ah, oh, I hope he doesn't listen because I absolutely love him. Oh, he- bless him. He must be a, a lovely bloke. But um, as, as predictions go, I, I, I'm not too sure this one's going to pan out for you. He signed for Walsall on loan from Southampton. He, he, he played like one Premier League game for Southampton as a kid, and he was like really like. He was, oh, he was just absolutely amazing for Walsall. He was amazing at right back one season. One like player of the year and young player of the year or whatever. And like he got all the awards. He was oh, I mean, he was such a good lad, honestly. He's like he genuinely is one of the like definitely my top three ever footballers to deal with. <laughs> he might even be number one. He was so such a good lad. <laughs> um, I really thought he was gonna go on and like be a Premier League star I did. I was absolutely adamant about it. I did get that one badly wrong. Not badly I mean, wrong. He's a very good player. He's a very, very good player. Um, Let's look at yeah. England's right-back situation, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I mean. he's not going to play. He's probably not going to play for England now, I'll admit it. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh. It made me think when you brought that up. Because the first name I thought of when you said, you'll watch a player and you'll follow their career. Straight away, I thought of Jason McCarthy. I do follow um, his career. I do follow his career. He's one of them. He, I do follow his career. But he, he um, yeah, he just can't. He did get a move to the Championship after that season in, uh, at Walsall, but he can't. He's just always at Wickham, mate. He leaves yeah, Wickham, he goes back yeah. to Wickham. He leaves Wickham, he goes back to Wickham. Wickham hero. He's a Wickham uh, hero, Jason yeah. McCarthy. Uh, 
back to Albion. Uh, and uh, someone who was who was looking back to their best, uh, Mateus Pereira. Ah, oh, he was sensational, wasn't he? Despite you not including him in uh, in your predicted lineup. Did I not? Nah, I, I had a message off one Alistair Jones. If you if you want to pick up if you want to pick up was it Friday's paper? I made a mistake there then. He wasn't even in the subs. Oh yeah, well there you go. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I looked at it. I thought after he messaged me, bless him, he messaged me. He was gonna. He, I think he. I think he WhatsApped you, and I told him to delete it purely because I wanted to bring it up in the podcast. Oh, I wonder why I got a message from him with deleted. Yeah, it was like, what's this, mate? Mateus Pereira not in the squad. Oh, right, that adds up, that adds up. I thought, right, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, that is a genuine mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, I'm digging you out this God, podcast. God, right, yeah. Daniel Levi, man. Should have not bothered. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was fantastic. I remember actually once in the office you said to me I was, you were going to bring up Jason McCarthy, but you wouldn't do it to me. It was changed, it was changed. I think it's because you made me work a day off, mate. <laughs> Oh. oh dear, another day off, yeah. What were we talking about? Pereira, Al Pereira. Yeah, yeah. Pereira. he was fantastic though. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing, he was amazing. Um, nine assists, not nine assists, sorry, it was nine... Um, nine assists nine in the game. <laughs> I needed to get nine assists, so I wouldn't like Jack Greenish. Back. Oh yeah, yeah you do. Um, he was good yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, Just yeah, he was. Fall into I mean, the floor for absolutely no apparent I'm, reason. I must admit, I must admit, took his goal very well. Admittedly, loves like Villa for some reason love a deflected goal. Um, they also love going down when there's no one near them. This is a thing for me. It's 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 just it's. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the play acting. Four nails is a little bit naughty. I don't know if anyone's seen it. I'm sure they have. What's a little bit naughty is going down, not being touched, mate. I mean, he was ten touched. seconds after it happened. It was touched, but it's it's silly play acting. It's because it, Fornals is a little bit naughty. He takes it. He take. He, he has a little kick out of him. Clips. Clips him. Bear, but uh, he does touch him. But it's. It's not. The reaction does not warrant. Warrant that. Um, no. Anyway, but uh, for me, it's, it's. It's a bit of games. He's just trying to make sure the refs in it. But it's. It's something that. It's. It's not just Grealish that does it. By the way, this is the one thing. A lot of people message me saying, you know, pointing that out, and I was saying, well, it's not just Grealish that does it. There've been countless players who have done it. Um, but it's not something you want to see. I mean, at the end, he, he Grealish probably looking at it. Well, I got the lad booked. Well, and it's it's you know for some people they might not like that, but I mean if it's it's one of them things as a player you want to make sure the ref knows that you've been clipped, but it, it just looks ridiculous. Anyway, back to Albion, mate. Um, Pereira, yeah, Pereira. He was sensational, wasn't he? Absolutely sensational. Nine mm. chances created. I think that's three more than any other player in a single Premier League match this season. Goodbye. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And um, I think, yeah, I think he really suits that role, you know, in the midfield Definitely three. Definitely does, yeah. Um, I, re- I really like him, though. It's interesting, because when we went 3-5-2, everyone sort of thought, I think everyone thought he'd be he'd be like off the striker, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I really, really like him. And that's why I forgot to put him in a team, because I keep forgetting that I've got to put him in the three. Um we won't forget now. No, I won't forget now. <laughs> You're right. Um, but yeah, sensational. Bilic was absolutely waxing lyrical about him after the game. Um, so, so impressed. Called it Mateus's game. Um, would have been nice if one of those like key passes could have been converted. Um, mm. But that will come in time. And yeah, it was, it was, it was without doubt his best performance of the season, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, he, he scored that worldy free kick against Everton, which, by the way, was not talked about enough. Um, but yeah, in terms of an all-round performance, he was absolutely out, 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 out of this world. Top draw, mate. Top draw. Mm. Uh, you know what else is top draw? The FA Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blackpool away in January. Looking forward to that one. It's like the only ground I ever go to where you expect there not to be fans. There's <laughs> never any fans at Blackpool because they're all like boycotting. So you just sit there anyway in silence. <laughs> what you're saying is lockdown has, has done nothing to affect the lives of Blackpool supporters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing. Is, yeah, oh, I mean, I really wanted a home draw. Um, but blah, 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 I've said on a million podcasts when I used to do the Walsall one, and I always used to say I hate the FA Cup because Walsall could never win it and it was all I don't see the point of being in a competition you can't win and the magic of the FA Cup's dead because there's no giant killings anymore because even if someone does beat Liverpool it's because Liverpool have paid a bunch of 19 year olds yeah Um. so I'm not I've never really been into the FA Cup at that level but now in the Premier League if you are one of the best 20 teams in the country which Albion are I think you've got to go for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, Road to Wembley starts in Blackpool. Excited, mate. I'm excited as well, partly because I'm I'm somewhat hopeful that I might manage to, to get accredited for it. Yeah, you've got to start coming back in the new year, haven't you? I mean, so, so they've got to start letting me in at some point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I nearly got in last weekend. What, the Sheffield United game? Yeah, nearly. Nearly, you nearly did, didn't you? Yeah, nearly. But so, no dice. Because, uh, yeah, I almost didn't make it because I had to have a very last minute COVID test. Yeah. And you... I didn't want to re- I didn't want to reveal that. I was just going to say I nearly made it in. I didn't know whether you wanted me to say it or not. But now that you've come out with it and said it, I'm quite happy with it. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so I was, um, my little girl came home from nursery with like a temperature rocketed to like 39 degrees. Um Red flag number one. I panicked and took her to the hospital at 4am in the morning. Um, <laughs> that is Joe Massey all over, that is. Um, and they basically said, you need to have, like, they were, they were like, it's not COVID. They're like, but you need to have a test just to double check. Um, so me, my wife and uh, my little girl went for a COVID test on the Friday morning. And, and I, I was, was put on standby. You were put on standby. I was stressed to high heaven. So I was like, I do not want to miss this game. Do not want to miss it. Do not want to miss it. And we had to wait 24 hours. Well, it's, it's supposed to be 24 hours you get your result, but it can be like 48. Mm. Um, but yeah, it came through in the morning last night. But you were very kindly on standby, weren't you? Imagine the scenes if you couldn't make it. I went and they won. I know, yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't want that to <laughs> All the fans would be, Joe, stay at home, mate. Stay at home. I know, mate, I know. They can... Like, they, they can because I stayed away for a game last season, didn't I? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, but the games I covered on my own were not good. Yeah, no, like, when a little boy came into the world, I was off on maternity leave. That was when Albion had their dip. Yeah, like I went to, I think it was, was it Stoke at home? Was it Stoke? One of them was definitely Middlesbrough, because I remember Ashley Fletcher scoring from like 40 yards. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I was definitely off for that, because I can remember watching the gold on TV. And I was just like, geez, I get I get two chances to cover to cook to, to be the the, the Albion guy alongside a, a freelancer, and they just lose. Yeah, it's it's not it wasn't good signs. It so wasn't really, good it's good for everyone that I went to that game and not you. And then when I went to Thailand, they started doing 
crazy. They, they were playing night out of their skins. Oh yeah, you missed all the like Bristol City and Millwall and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, when I was out of the country, they were they, they suddenly <laughs> turned into Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that COVID test was big for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. <laughs> it was massive, absolutely huge. I don't know. Don't know if we'd be doing this podcast today if I was there. Um, but no. Uh, yeah, I was. Gonna, I was just going to say the FA Cup. It's it's one that as a as a Premier League side, you've got obviously more of a, a shot at. Is it is it is it something that you think Billet should kind of not prioritise, but but play strong in? I would. Look, he probably won't, will he? Because no managers do, and I'm the only person who seems to think this. But what my logic is, if he. If we were in the championship now, playing 46 games, he'd pick his best team every week. Mm. He wouldn't rotate any any um, league games, but he would in the FA Cup and the League Cup. But you've already got eight less games in the Premier League. Um, and let's be honest, like I know it's a bit more of a... I know this season's supposed to be a bit more congested than normal, but we play every weekend, don't we? Yeah. There's never any midweek games, really, anymore. Only if no, they get just, moved. It's just around Christmas and stuff, isn't it, really? Just Yeah, so like... It's Saturday to Saturday. Well, it's weekend to weekend every week. I just think, go for it. And mm. I think it would just get... It's really nice to win games of football, isn't it? Really, yeah. really nice to win games of football. And let's, with the greatest respect to Blackpool, Albion should batter them. So, yeah. let's go and win that game. Get another favourable draw in the next round. Favourable draw. Before you know it, you're well on your way, aren't you? I think mm. it, it's good for morale. It's got to be good for morale. Winning games of football and going further in the FA Cup, it's got to be. I really hope they go for it. I really hope they go for it. It's not too much to ask to finish 17th and win the FA Cup, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you say so. That's what I want this season. An FA Cup winner. That's, that's, what I want. that's genuinely, genuinely what I want this season. That is my oh, yeah, dream. I mean, that, is, that is the dream finish. Yeah. Not, avoid relegation and win an FA Cup. That's my. That's what I'm going for, mate. Yeah. I'm put your money on it now. That's the bar for me. <laughs> the, what, is, that, is that when you're going to resign after as well? Well, I did say when I was going to. When did I say I was going to resign? I did say that last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it a couple of weeks ago. Saying so if they did that, I'll just, I'll just hand in my notice. The comment boy wasn't. It? I'll have to relist yeah. it. <laughs> me neither. Uh, Last last one on the FA Cup. Uh, you say there's no giant killings. I tell you what, I can't wait to see Jose Mourinho and Spurs rocking up to Marine. Yeah, that's an abs- that's an absolute brilliant draw. It doesn't do anything for me, honestly. Oh, I just love to see it. I lo- I love to see like proper Premier League stars like basically rocking up to a dressing room no bigger than a, bu- a like a a box bedroom. Yeah, yeah, and they're all squeezed on top of each other, can't yeah, change I love it. properly, yeah. And yet they still try and squeeze like a, a massage table in for no apparent reason. Yeah, because if you watch Amazon Prime documentary, that their changing room's amazing, isn't it? Oh, have you seen their NFL one? No. So, like, the after COVID, they moved to the NFL changing room. Oh, my God. Like, obviously, an NFL team has a lot more players than a football team. Like, you've got a whole offense and a whole defense and special teams and this and that. So it's absolutely humongous. It's out of this world. Oh, is that when they started sitting around, like down on chairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For team talks, rather than sitting in their little in their designated spots with their like yeah. screens above them with their names on and stuff. Yeah, absolutely out of this world. But they're going to rock up to Marine, and I tell you what, I would, I would love Marine give them a give them a game. If if Marine are one nil up through the scrappiest goal ever with the most the most Jose Mourinho performance, I would I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. 
imagine yeah. the scenes if they if they win that game. Oh my god! Um, right, let's get to questions. Come on then. Questions, questions, questions. Uh, first one, Ronnie. How bad is Connor Townsend's injury? Ah, good question. So, uh, this would be normally the point where I'd say we're putting a story about this today. Um, however, I'm not working. So, I won't be putting out a story about it today. But mm. um, there will be quotes coming out about Townsend. So, the honest answer is I don't know because I'm not working and because... We're, we're basically after the last we Billich was asked about Townsend after the game yeah. how serious it was I mean obviously it's always it's one of those things really where any, whenever a player comes off with what looks a nasty injury and manager's always asked about them how are they and but they always basically give the same answer which is either it's not too bad or it is quite bad but we don't know he's going to have to go away and have tests and have scans and whatever it's too early to tell basically um mm. So, I'll just read these quotes, basically. So, it was from, but he said, so it was his knee, Billich said. It wasn't a tackle, it was a twist. He's yeah. put, but knowing Connor, his character and his bravery, um, he's not one with 15 minutes to go or 20 minutes to go to walk away if it isn't major. Um, that doesn't sound brilliant. It's nothing, then he says, it's nothing major, major, but knowing him, he would play with half a leg. So, let's hope and pray it's nothing serious. So, I think it does... We're gonna to have to wait um, for like an actual proper like time frame this week. Um, Billich is doing his pre-match presser on Friday because um, mm. the games were moved to Sunday. So I think we'd probably get an answer on Friday. Um, but it, I think we're fair to assume at this moment in time he is going to be out for maybe a couple. He is going to miss probably miss Palace. Hopefully not, but it's not looking it's not looking good for Palace. Does that mean, does that mean that we could be seeing Kieran Gibbs back inside? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a weird one with Kieran Gibbs um, because when um, it was a presser before Sheffield United, they were, they were obviously asked about Livermore and Gibbs, and they've both tested negative. And Billich said that one of them is still feeling unwell. Mm. Um, but he did only say one of them um, was, still, was still feeling unwell. And we sort of, amongst our little um, press little WhatsApp group, we've got, I mean, we mentioned this before, but we've got a WhatsApp yeah, yeah. group with me, you in it, um, Rob Gurney from WM, Joe Chapman and Steve Maidley. And we were sort of like, well, that's Gibbs. Because, like, yeah. Livermore's such a warrior... Um, we were just a bit like, if one of them still feeling under the weather, it'll be Gibbs because Gibbs is. I think, it, with, with the greatest respect, Gibbs is one of those players who he doesn't like to play unless he's a hundred percent fit. Yeah. And um, from what we gather, he's. He, I mean, look, he's had a lot of injury setbacks. You can understand why he's reluctant not to play if he's not if he doesn't feel a hundred percent right. But we, we think that's the way he sort of is really. But it was Livermore who was still unwell. Mm. Um, but it's confirmed that after the game. So I have to admit. Because I was, I asked why, why were why were Gibson Townsend, sorry, why were Gibson Livermore not involved? Um, and Billich basically hopes they're both going to be training next week. So, yeah, I was a bit surprised really. Um, but fingers crossed. I mean, it's Tuesday today. Fingers crossed. Gibbs has been training this week. And I mean, look, he's going to have to. If he isn't, he's going to have to be fast trapped, isn't he? Um, because, yeah. Because he is the most obviously he is he's the only other left back. 
at the club, I, really. I mean, O'Shea's played there before. Yeah, but, but I mean, but was, he's not a, he's not a left foot. He's not a left back. No, with the greatest respect to Dara O'Shea, I mean, I, I absolutely think he's fantastic. But I think we've got to give the boy a chance in the sense that he is a centre back. I, I, I'm not massively comfortable about him playing at right back in the Premier League while he's still learning his trades. And I'm, I'm, I think it'd be harsh to now switch him out to left wing back. Hmm. Um, so look, we've got Kieran Gibbs. He's a damn good player. We, no, there isn't anyone who doesn't think Kieran Gibbs isn't a damn good player. Um, so fingers crossed. Um, he'll train this week and he'll well fingers crossed Townsend's alright but if he isn't fingers crossed Gibbs trains this week and he can come back inside and and do you know what he's got it's a massive opportunity for him but if that does happen because the truth is I mean Bilic hasn't said it but he, he hasn't recovered from Everton has he no. Gibbs has not come back in the side since that moment and G- G- Bilic was asked about it once like is it, not not as Gibbs being punished for that, but along those lines. And Bilic said if that was the case, he'd only be punishing himself and the team. You can't just not play someone because they once got sent off if that weakens your team. Yeah. Because you're only shoot, you're shooting yourself in the foot, really. Um, but there's no doubt that ever since that moment, well, we've barely seen him, have we? Um, yeah. So I think... I think that a lot of that Billich has said that a lot of that is down to training. He's not. He's not. He hasn't been performing in training as as well as he would have liked. Um, and, not, and I think with Townsend, I don't think you're ever going to have that issue, are you? I think every day he'll turn up and he will give absolutely everything. So hmm. I can understand why Townsend's forced his way in, um, and he's done fantastically well. So if Townsend is injured, then Gibbs has got to take this chance. He really has, because otherwise, it as soon as Townsend's fit, he'll walk back in the team. Yeah. Uh, GWBA, Phillips has been a shadow of his former self for a while now. On Saturday, however, there were signs of improvement at wing-back. Do you think he's better utilised a bit deeper and other players, Krasicki slash Edwards, should be considered instead as a substitute option on the wings? Do you know what I do? Yeah, I agree. I I, I can't believe... I think back to this time last year, and Matt Phillips was playing so well. Mm-hmm. He was playing so well and he was scoring goals and he was bursting down that right wing and he was sending in crosses and... Just such a streaky player. Looked so... you got to remember how good Albion were. Because I do think... I keep I, mean, I do make this point an awful lot, I know I do, but it has been forgotten how good they were in the opening 21 games last season. Mm. One defeat at Leeds where they absolutely battered Leeds second half. Um, and he was a big part of that, Matt Phillips. Yeah, he was a really big part of that, and but I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I'd hate saying things like this, but I've got. I mean, on on performances alone, just on performances, it, 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 he's lucky to be playing. Really, it, I mean, he, he was incredibly fortunate to get the starts he got in lockdown after, you know, after the restart. Mm. Um, but Billich, he must be he must be training well because Billich keeps giving him an opportunity, <clears throat> and when you think you got. Um, Kyle Edwards you've got Kamal Grzycki, um who are out the squad and Ed Phillips keeps getting that place on the bench so <clears throat> I do agree I, th- I feel like that right wing back role could really suit him I know you mentioned it was it last week or the week before yeah um, but the truth is that you can you have to find quality further forward don't you 
Yeah. If you're a winger, you've got to send in good crosses. You've got to play good passes. You've got to score goals. And that bit of quality at the moment is, is lacking from Phillips. Whereas, has he got energy? Yes. Is he powerful? Yes. The, the, can he get up and down? Yes. Could he be effective in that wing-back role? I think he could. Um because that little bit of sparkle has, has gone, really, in, in, in the, over the last six months. I mean, it, I'm sure it's form, and I'm sure it will come back. Um, but the truth is, we haven't got time to wait, have we? No, no, that's it. But, I mean, he's, he's certainly an option there. And I, th- I think maybe Billich sticks him on the bench purely because of that versatility. So he could say, well, if, you need, if I need a job at right wing, he can go there. If I need a job at right back, he can go there. Maybe maybe that's his thinking with, with putting him on the bench over someone, say, like Grzycki, who... Really, I mean, he's not going to be. You're not going to be sticking him at wing back. See, because the interesting, because I asked Billich last week about Townsend and Furlong. I said, like, basically, do you feel like they feel at home in the Premier League now? Because they've been obviously. I think they've both been really good um, in this wing back role. And Billich was. He was. He said lots of really nice things about them. A story went out on Saturday morning before the game about those two. And the in, the interesting thing Billich did say was that. Um, in those two areas, there's real competition for places, mm. um, which obviously you get with Townsend and Gibbs because everyone does obviously think Gibbs is a very good footballer. So there is real competition there. But I was always looking at that right wing back role and thinking, oh God, if Furlong gets injured, we're in trouble. Um, but 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 Billich made the point that he sees he, there's real. He said there's real competition there, so that must be Matt Phillips. That must be Matt Phillips putting Furlong under that pressure. So. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. Um, Mark Hale, uh, have you asked Bilich why Connor Townsend doesn't take corners? Seems like we're missing a trick with his crossing ability. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't asked that. I have written it in the paper on player ratings when I've done Connor Townsend and put why are you taking corners? And I have said it a million times. Anything's better than those blooming short corners. Um, But I haven't ever asked why Townsend isn't taking it. I mean, but... I mean, they looked so threatening from corners, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And apart from the times they played it short and then played Pereira straight offside. I mean, it's got to come. I, I mean, I'll listen. I'm not. I'm not obviously at the presser this week. But if if it doesn't come this week, I will bring it up next week about the short corners because it is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and especially when they look so threatening from them. Don't waste your corners. Like it's just ridiculous. Particularly when you've got like you've got Carl Bartley on the pitch, who's a very good head, like a, a big bloke and a very good header of the ball. You got Shemi Ajayi. I mean, you've you've also got like player like and I know he's he's, he's maybe not the the best in the air, but he's not the worst. I mean, and like someone like Carlon Grant. And Darnell Furlong has got the most unbelievable spring on him. Yeah, springs. Unbelievable spring. We were saying I was talking to Joe Chapman, and we were saying. Albion do it every single week. Every single week, Sam Johnston gets the ball, pings the diagonal wide to the right, and every single time, Darlong Furlong, who probably is five foot ten, five yeah. foot nine. I don't know how tall he is, but I'll have a look in a minute. Out jumps this opposite marker and flicks it on, and he wins those headers nine times out of ten. Yeah, and. Uh, we were saying that every week the opposition will do their analysis. So they will watch where Johnston plays his passes. So they will know what's happening. But I think 
because it is such an unbelievable spring, and because he is relatively small, isn't he, for a footballer? Yeah. I think everyone genuinely is caught off guard by it every week. I think he's. I think he's got the biggest leap in the Premier League. He must have. I'd, I'd be quite comfortable saying that. Next time I interview him, I'm going to genuinely ask him if he's ever done any ever like sports, like jumping sports. Honestly, I. He, it's it's crazy. Some of the pictures don't look real. So apparently he's five foot eleven, but I'm surprised he's that tall. Really, I genuinely don't think some like there's there's going to be another Premier League player that can jump quite as high as him. He's unbelievable, um, and it must be that sort of because surely teams would start stopping that from happening. But they can't. It's amazing, amazing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they've got the ability to do so. Just because, yeah, so that's what you got. You got to remember that sometimes. Like you got, you, you got to remember like if you put a ball into the box and like if you swing a ball in, chances are Andy Carroll's going to head it, isn't he? Yeah. Some players are just that good at it. Like it's like a bit like Dominic Calvert Lewin as well. He will edit. That's the thing with like with with players like Carroll uh, and Crouch. Obviously, Crouch is slightly different because he's six foot seven. Um, they just can they can read the flight of the ball better than anyone else. I think. So he knows where exactly where he needs to be to win that header, and obviously he's got the physical prowess to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's physicals with Carroll because he's just so so good at that. There was another, yeah, some things you just can't stop. Can you I can remember Fellaini? Can you remember Fellaini controls everything on his chest? Oh yeah, you just can't Every- stop him from doing it. It's just something he's practiced and practiced and is so good at that. It doesn't doesn't matter how good the the opposing player is. I'm I'm better than you at it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what Furlong's like, really, in the air, isn't it? Like with those springs, amazing. Yeah. Um, all Albion fans looking ahead slightly with having big games later this month against Villa and Leeds at home days later. Uh, do you think Billich will make changes for City slash Liverpool? And that's the reason he played five squad players in the Premier League two. That was strange. I saw that Premier League two side, and there was, there was five senior players in there. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about it on the podcast last week, G-WBA brought it up, we were talking about Leeds and Bielsa and how he always wants to keep his players at that intensity. And um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a correlation between that and it means he's going to rotate for those games against City and Liverpool. Because Bilic keeps saying every single week that every game's an opportunity. Um, and... And as we've said a million times, probably their three best performances this season have been against Chelsea, Tottenham and Man United. Um, so it sounds really weird, but leaving Liverpool or Man City scare me like they would have last season. I, th- I don't think either side looked quite as good as they did over recent seasons. They're not. They're just not as strong, are they? Um, no, like, I mean, Liverpool have obviously been devastated by injuries and James Milner's just the latest one to go down. By the way, I mean, the way Klopp's blaming it on... on just, just basically pitch side journalists at this point. He's just calling them out when it's not even their decision. It's a bit, a bit stupid to me. Um, but Man City, I mean, I know they thrashed Burnley the other day, but in general they haven't looked. They haven't looked like the side that won the Premier League a couple of years ago. I think because obviously Norwich beat Burnley last season. Um, sorry, Norwich beat Man City last season, and I think you just got to go for those games now. I don't. I, I just think you've got. You got to. It's a complete free hit. I've never understood why. And I, I know at times, like someone will look at, like say, Southampton last season when they got thrashed. What was it, nine one or something? Stupid. 
and that can have a massive effect on a team. But realistically, first half, why don't you say, look, go out and try and get at them. Like if we're 3-4-0 if we're down at half-time, then yeah, we'll, we'll go into damage limitation. But if you're gonna if you're gonna sit back from from minute one, how often does that pay out? It doesn't. It, it's it's not. I don't. It's it's not. It's not one that the, I don't think the players enjoy playing, and it's it's not something that fans like to see. I think Albion fans would rather see Albion go at Man City and go at Liverpool and lose four two, than lose two nil but but neither shot on goal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, I think VAR plays a part in it. Like. What's stopping Albion sending in two crosses that hit the arm of someone and you get two pens? Yeah. They could get two Darnell Furlong penalties, like like he get like at Old Trafford. Anyone can get those penalties now. It's just luck. Yeah, there's no skill involved. There's in literally them. no skill involved in it whatsoever. So that's why I think you've got to, you've got to go for those games against Liverpool and Man City. You've got to go. For, you've got to go for every Premier League game. You just got to. Um, I think those players probably played because they have really not had a lot of football. Yeah. Um, I mean, when was the last time we saw Raheem Harper and Camille Gwizicki playing? And you've got... Look, it's it's December the 1st today. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Although this is going out tomorrow, so... Um, yeah, because yeah, you only want to do so much work on your day off, don't you? Do me a favour. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... But they are a month for they look. I think I'd imagine it's more to do with let's get them a few games because if we don't, it's going to be even harder to get them out in January. Yeah. Because um, no one's going to want to. Well, not nobody, but they're going to be harder to secure moves for when they haven't kicked the ball in absolute yonks. Um, so. Yeah, it amazes me with Grizicki. You know, I, I, he should either be playing. I think he should definitely be in the squad. And if not, I'm amazed no one actually went in. Well, I know people went in for him, but I know no one really got a deal over the line for him. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Particularly a championship club. Oh, we'll we, we, easily get a championship club in January. Um, easily. Um, it's just a shame, it just hasn't worked out. I, I mean, I've said a million times, I, I personally think he's got something to offer. I do, I, I do think his final ball is 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 poor, really. Um, um, but he's so quick. Um, yeah, this is the thing, you say, like... And I agree with you, like, his quality isn't always, you know, in terms of end product, isn't great. But I mean, stats don't lie. I mean, in terms of goals created, and assists, he got an awful lot of assists in the championship. I do think when I say his final ball's poor, that's a bit harsh, really. But it's very hit and miss. And and with the greatest respect, I do think it's more miss than it is hit. Um, I mean, does it is it more hit than Matt Phillips? Phillips at the moment, though. Yeah, well, I, I've got no doubt in my mind that Grzycki would be more effective than Phillips on the wing at the minute. Um, mm. And the thing of Grzycki is because he is so quick he he will always get into dangerous positions so because there's pace and Matt Phillips has got pace but then there's Grzycki like he mm. is super fast um and look the chances are we've seen it quite a few times with him in an Albion shirt he'll get to the byline and send in a cross that's cleared or claimed by the keeper that but but I think if you if he constantly constantly gets into those positions eventually he will send do some damage um that's why I'd like to see more of him, but it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. I don't think so. Um, no chance. Uh, who's been your standout player slash players after the recent spell of games? I think it's hard to, uh, to to not look at Sam Johnson. I think he's been fantastic from the start of the season, from the get-go. Um, outfield, I think Conor Gallagher's been brilliant. Um, furlong for me, superb on that in that right wing-back role. Yeah, I can't. Townsend for me. Yeah. Um, as well. 
Um, but yeah, the two out the two outstanding ones have been Johnston and Gallagher, haven't they? They are. Shout out to Callum Robinson as well. I think he I think he was slightly hard done by to get to get subbed off um, against the Blades. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I really, really like Robinson. I always have. Um, I think he's a really good player. Um, and I do think it, oh, it, it sounds it's like this is going to sound strange, but because I never want to see him come off. But when he's the, he's the most enjoyable. Um, I, I kind of not. I don't know how to say this, but I always enjoy him coming off because he's never happy about it. No, it's, it's Hollywood, isn't it? It's Hollywood when he sees his number come up. But he always gives Billich like a hug. So he's like, it's always coming from like the right place. Like he just doesn't want to come off. He wants to play on. He wants to like carry on making an impact and stuff. And you see his number goes up, and it's like egg goes, and he's like, ah, oh. so like, it's so like, like physical, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's so like visible, visible. That's what yeah, I'm he wears he wears his heart on his sleeve with that kind and of he's thing, like, doesn't it? Oh. And then he like trods off with his head down. He's like swearing under his breath, and you can just tell he's not happy about it. I don't blame him. I'd love, I'd love all the all the footballers to be like that. At least it shows they're desperate to stay on. There's some, and you see their number come up, and you go, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and it's like, really. But then by the time he gets to Billich, he's like, "Come on, man, we'll hug it out." <laughs> He knows he can't change it at this point. <laughs> he just accepts his fate. It's good that he's a forward. It's good because he's got to walk off the pitch. He get he needs that thirty seconds, Cullen Robinson. If, oh yeah. If he was a left back like Connor Townsend, that's just basically step off the pitch. I don't think he could he could handle it. Um, I think he'd walk all the way around. <laughs> wouldn't he? Um, yeah, bless him. Uh, Cam, uh, with the positive few performances from a team perspective, how can Dean kind of break back into the side at the moment after spending a couple of games on the bench? Is he a confidence player? So it's just my opinion, and I think I think people do disagree. A fair few people disagree, with it, but I don't think Dean Garn has been that bad um, this season. I, I, I don't. There's a few people who like, there's been comments that he, so he hasn't stepped up to the Premier League and this that, and that. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think. I said it before, he was fantastic in that first half at Everton. I mean, he was so unlucky not to score against Burnley. Um, but this but, but, but this system isn't for him. No. Um, there's no doubt about it, it isn't. I mean, I personally, yeah, I think he probably could do a job at left wing back, but um, you don't want him there. That's not where where he's, where he's going to be at his best and where he can do his damage. So... It's a, sh- it's a shame because look, in terms of gifted footballers, if you if you listing them in Albion's squad, it, I mean, I think you could probably make a case he's probably the second most talented player in the squad, maybe. But yeah, Pereira, uh, Dingana, Pereira, Dingana. I mean, obviously Robertson's very talented as well. Carlin Grant, so they've got a lot of them. But um, and Kravinovic and Gallagher. So, but but I just think he's a victim of circumstance, really. Um, Following this change of system, I, look, I think there's—I don't think there's anyone listening to there listening to this now who wants the formation to change. Mm. Albion look better in a three-five-two. It's as simple as that. There's so many reasons for it. I personally, I thought Ivanovic look—he struggled at times against Oliver Burke, didn't he? Um, against Sheffield United, but yeah. do Shemi Ajayi and Carl Bartley benefit from playing alongside him? Personally, I really think they do. Um, do Albion benefit from having three in the middle of the park again? I really think they do, um, and I, and I think those pluses are bigger than the negative of leaving out Dean Garner, mm. um, unfortunately. 
Uh, are you surprised Crystal Palace comes to us as favourites on Saturday? Asked Clint McCormick. Uh, I feel in a probable tight game, we have more chance of winning than losing. Um, well, I'm glad he feels like that. Uh, or oh, on Sunday even, sorry. Yeah, Sunday now. No. Uh, am I surprised? Uh, the truth it's is... A that tough, it's a tough one. Albion have won one game. They've only won one game this season and they've won mm. it against a team that's bottom of the table. Um, so that is a bit of perspective. Palace have won four of their ten, um, which is not bad going, is it, really? It's almost half the games they've won. Yeah. Um, they've got good players. AU, Easy, Zahar. Look, Easy very much on Albion's radar. Um, have been for a long time. Roy Hodgson, very, very experienced. Obviously, all Albion fans know about him. So, yeah. I'm, I, think you, I think they probably are favourites for me. What do you think? They're very good away from home. Yeah. Which, obviously, I mean, it's at the Hawthorns, isn't it? This, this Sunday, yeah. Um, they like to set up and counter, and they've got the players to do it. It's and the onus is. I know there are no fans there, so it's maybe less. Um, so, but the onus is on Albion to go and take the game to them, and I think Palace enjoy that. And I think if it was the other way around and you're actually going to Selhurst Park, I actually think I actually think I'd, I'd back Albion a bit more to get a result. Um, but when you look at the players, if they've if Zaha plays his best, and Easy plays his best, and Ayu plays his best, it's going to be a tough day for Albion. But how often does that happen? How do all of them players play at the very top of their game? Yeah, but if Pereira plays his best, and Grant plays his best, and Gallagher plays his best, and it's going to be a tough for Palace, isn't that? Yeah, I think for me, if I had to pick a, if if I had to predict the result now, it'd be a draw. Yeah, I think draw as well. It's not that. Yeah, um, I do. I do. I think. I think a draw. Yeah. But I mean, either side. It's, I mean, it's silly to say it because I'm basically just telling you all the results that could happen. But I could easily see the team winning it as well. I fancy Albion more against Leeds and Newcastle than I do against Palace. I fancy more against Newcastle. I think Leeds are a tough side to be at the moment. I think. I, mean, I, I think know they've lost some games. I, I think they've lost some games, Leeds. But going forward, they are a real problem. I think. I, um, I think. Yeah. I think second half of the season you'll see Leeds maybe drop off a little bit. But I think they are a good side. Mm. Um, okay, last question. Um, this one from Ronnie. Uh, after the, the sad news of Maradona uh, passing away, who would you say the best players you've seen on TV and in real life are? Obviously, um, horrible news about Maradona. Such a gifted footballer. Um, and obviously, you know, the personality to match. Um, who are the best players you've seen on TV in real life, though, Jack? Uh, you ever heard of Jason McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> Future England right back Jason McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's such a good one. Um, you, you've done well there. I'll give you that. Um, the best player I've ever seen in the fl- is Ronaldo. Is that in the flesh? Yeah, yeah. So, saw him play for Man United and saw him play for Portugal against Brazil, uh, friendly at the Emirates. Oh, nice. Um, for me, there's no debate whether it's Ronaldo or Messi. It's Ronaldo, uh, hands down for me. He's by far the, he's the best player in the world, best player's ever been, in my opinion. I'd love to see Messi in the flesh. Never seen him in the flesh. Um, 
I would I was dying for him to get that move to Man City. Yeah, I know, yeah, me too. Dying for it. I'd have loved to have seen that. Um best best actual real life performance I've seen. Uh either Sadio Mane or Eden Hazard. It's in both of them and they're both very, very good footballers. The best best performance I've ever seen in the flesh was Pereira's against Swansea last season. Oh, that was out of this world. That's the best performance I've ever seen. I said at the time, Rob Gurney from WM said he'd, he's basically been doing his job for 30 years and he said he once watched a Canio play as well for West Ham in one game. Um, but in like 30 years of broadcasting, that was it. That they, they, they were the two performances that stood out in his head. I mean, that was how good Pereira was that day. He was absolutely ridiculous. Um Every time he touched the ball, it just looked like he was going to do something, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was just assist after assist after assist. It was just amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I saw Ronaldo play. Um, I was a big Paul Scholes fan, I used to be. Oh, massively underused by England. Um, they're pro- yeah, they're probably in the flash. They're my favourites. Beckham, Beckham. Love Beckham. Yeah. Absolutely love for Beckham. A player, for a player who didn't have much pace... He absolutely tore teams to shreds. He was fantastic. He was proper. He was world class back in And he carried England, didn't he, for years? Him and Michael Owen absolutely carried them. Yeah. Um, there was a spell when England played, but only Beckham or Owen scored. They were just so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Quick. We'll, I mean, we've kind of touched on Palace already, but we'll finish on it. Would you make any changes for it? Uh, no. As long as. Um, Depend on whether Townsend is actually, of course, able to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully, yeah, Townsend will be fine. But uh, no, otherwise, I'm, I mean, I think this is is. I mean, I've said it before again, but the, the the biggest thing I think you've got to praise Bilic for this season is Albion were too easy to play against at times mm. earlier in the season. They absolutely were, um, and they're not anymore. They're hard to beat. They're hard to break down. I mean, look, look. Sam Johnson is playing out of his skin. Of course, he is, but. I, I, they are. They, they've become much more solid, and I think I, don't, I think you can't really ask any more than your manager from than that. Really, uh, mm. gradual improvement, defensive solidity, coming like growing and stuff. So, and let's be honest, it's been. I can't remember what game was before Tottenham now, but it's been three decent decent performances, and um, things are definitely heading in the right direction. So. No, I'm worried about I'm worried about Palace. I, I can't I can't lie. Um, I, look, it's a running joke in the office how much I love Andros Townsend. Um, I do think he's a really good player. Um, mm. I do really like Andros Townsend. I think he's excellent. Um, look, Zahar's class. James McArthur's good in central midfield, isn't he? I really like Easy. I thought he was, I mean he was absolutely fantastic when they in that game against QPR. Look, got Albion up. Absolutely brilliant goal in that game. Um, they've got good players, haven't they, Palace? Like. Gary Cahill's a good player, isn't he? Say what you want. He might be... I don't know how old he is. What is he, 35 or something? I'd say 34, 35 now. Um, but let's be honest, he's a good player. Gary, you know what you're getting with Gary Cahill. He's, he's a steady Eddie. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a little bit of a golfer as well. Golfer? Goal threat. Goal threat. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he plays golf, though. Probably does. I don't know. They all do. Probably not to the level of Gareth Bale, but... <laughs> but, like, that Schwein doesn't even get a game, really, does he? No, it's a weird one with Batshuayi because I remember seeing him and thinking, oh, he's going to be a real player. And he's just never really kicked on. He, he just, I think Ayu is so important to the way 
the Palace play. And I mean, it's, it's weird because Benteke, I mean, he's, as it seems, doesn't seem to have scored a goal in in forever, but he just, I don't know, he seems to be sometimes getting on the pitch ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's surprising that one, let's be honest. Um, Benteke had one year where his XG was absolutely off the scale. I mean, he just couldn't score for Toffee. Um, mm. But, yeah, they've got players that worry me. I think it's a tough game, but... I honestly believe I, I am tipping a draw to be honest. I don't I don't know why. I just I don't, it just feels like it's going to be a draw to me. Um, I can't seem to shake that that feeling. But um, fingers crossed it'll be a win. Obviously, like London buses waited all this time for one. Yeah, well, well, I, t- I tell you what, if they win two in a row, suddenly things are looking much much better. Aren't if they, they? won two in a row, yeah, that would be. I think that would give everyone. A, well, I'd just be in huge lift, wouldn't it? But I think with. Yeah, everyone's feeling a lot more confident now, though, aren't they? I, I, I do generally feel like results will come no matter what now. Mm. Um, and, look, I'm not happy Fulham won last night. I'm not. Um, it was really disappointing. It was it was a bit deflating because I thought they'd get spanked, to be honest, by Leicester. Um, but it's real Brighton back in. Yeah. Suddenly Brighton... Albion's win the other night and Fulham's win yesterday... It feels like it's back to a five again. Yeah. Um, so that's a positive. That's a positive. Yeah. Right, that's just about does it, Sancho. One hour, five minutes. Let's go and have some annual leave, mate. Let's, let's go and enjoy the rest of our time. Off. You're an expert. We're having days off. What do you do with them? Uh, I'll tell you what I've done today. Go on. So, uh, football manager came out on Xbox. Oh, really? This very day. This very day. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna log on, uh, I'm gonna create my manager, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna pick up like a League Two side. I'll probably do a, a random League Two and see how far I can get them. Have you not got you not got an attachment to anyone? Is there no one you can? Have you not? I need to feel a bond with the club I do to manage them. I'm not managing Warsaw. <laughs> not asking, not asking you to, mate. Oh, well, that's the only club I could really I could really bond to. See, my first ever. Um, Football manager team was Huddersfield Town, but I can't have them. Why? A championship. You don't have to start at the bottom. I mean, I could get Solly or Moores. Does it go all the way down to like yeah. that kind of Yeah, level? it does, yeah. Solly or Moores, because I was born in Solly. Do so that, do that, do that. Start with Solly or Moores. Brutally no, cast cha- aside Jimmy Shan. <laughs> oh yeah, there's an Albion link there, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, I might do that. Do that. Yeah, do that. All right, we'll see how I get on. When, when I get the sack 10 games in after not winning a game, I'll let you know. You can update us next week when you'll have completed the season in the, if you like, because you've had another four days off. Oh, that is a claim. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, right, okay. That, that, that's that's us done. We've both taken times out of our annual leave for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, Albion can, can get a result on, on Sunday and... Next Monday, we'll we'll talk about it again. We will. Pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. All right. A fond farewell from me and Mr. Massey. See you later.